Hey guys, welcome back to Devoted Devotions. I hope you guys are all well, safe, and sound in the midst of the turbulent storms occurring in the world right now. Um, I trust that you guys are all well, um, and that if you're listening to this, you're truly so blessed because you're alive. You have air in your lungs. You have a place to sleep a roof over your head, you know, you have food in your belly. If you even have a way to get around in your city, in your town, you're wealthier than most of the people on this planet right now. And I'm just encouraging you that if you were to count your blessings one by one, it will surprise you what the Lord has done. So let's bow our heads quickly as we um, invite the Holy Spirit. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love, your care, your guidance, and your protection. As we approach your throne of grace, we pray that your Holy Spirit may descend on each and every single person tuned in this evening or morning or night. Whenever they're listening to this, Lord, I pray that you may comfort them the way you have comforted me. In your mighty name, I pray. Amen. Oh, I must say, guys, I've missed you all so much, um, but it was a good break. Um, it's been a hectic year and getting through all the content that we went through last year, even though we basically did the whole Ten Commandments over the course of a year. Um, how a 10 week project turns into a year project, I don't know. But I do know that the work is finished because the God who started it completed it in us because he is faithful. It's it's honestly such a privilege to be able to say, you know what? It is finished. The work is finished. The people have access to the law. And as it states in the word, this testimony and this gospel will be preached throughout the world. For those of you who are tuned in now, I do want to um, thank you so much, especially if you've started this journey with me. Um, just a special announcement. I don't really make announcements, but I'm going to make one right now because this is, it has to be said. I want to share this with someone and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know who I'm going to share it with. Um, I've obviously shared it with my Lord and my Savior first and foremost, because I am nothing without him. Um, but the podcast has reached 7,000 downloads in the space of a year. Um, this is not something that I can do on my own. Um, in fact, I've even shrunk down my circle of, um, interactions and, you know, with people. And honestly, I'm very clear that this is not a method or measure of like growth and um, how well God is working in, you know, um, the number is not what matters. I, I'm, I'm just shocked. In fact, I shouldn't even be shocked, but I, I, for lack of a better word, I'm shocked at how much the seed grows or the plant grows the more you water it. I'm, I'm a mere nobody on my corner of the earth and um in the middle of nowhere most of the time and and yet 
all these people listened and tuned in. And by doing so, they have a chance at life. Remember, this gospel that we share is the gospel of life and light and truth. And so I thank each and every single one of you who share um, who share the episodes with your friends or whoever it may be. I honestly appreciate it, but not even just because of that. But it, this, this gospel is the power of God. This is the power of God. And if you are sharing what God has done to someone else, you just may save their soul. Um, we are really in some treacherous times and <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to be dramatic in pulling out the big vocabulary, but all is to say that the world is going up in smoke. None of this is sustainable. And if you have built your house on sand, now is the time to build it upon the rock. The rock who was rejected of men, but he is the chief cornerstone. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And I, I acknowledge that at this point. As stated in Revelations chapter 4, the, the elders, they bow down and they cast their crowns at the feet of the Most High. I dedicate this channel, this um, podcast, to the Most High God once more. This is for you, Lord. Not because anything I can do is ever worth your praise. But how can I remain silent? How can I remain silent when Jesus Christ was born of a virgin? He lived a miraculous and healing life. And he was crucified on the cross of Calvary. And he woke up he was raised from the dead that actually happened i know we're probably desensitized to this concept because in so in social media tv and all of these things everyone comes back you know you think someone's dead and oh no he survived it was a fake bullet oh he was wearing a bulletproof vest he had this he no those are all fictitious Jesus is actually alive and he ascended into heaven to intercede for you and for me. Listen, I'm sorry, that's the beads on my hair. I hope it's not um, giving bad feedback. But honestly, honestly, I, I <laughs> how can I talk about something else? You know what I mean? How can we... How can we even think anything else is more important than that? Every second that we're not spending reading the word of God and trying to hear what he is saying and teaching us is time that we are wasting. It's time that we are allowing death to have rule over. The enemy to have rule over. Needless to say, 2022 was a really, really tough year. I know not only for me, 
Um, but for those around me, I can see how tough everything and situations are bad for everyone. Everyone has this yoke around their neck. This yoke. I don't even want to name these yokes because then I give them power to exist in the corners of the ones that I don't mention. But each and every single one of you have a yoke about your neck. If you are living a life in sin, and if you don't know what sin is, you can check out the Ten Commandments series. We, we lay it all out. If you don't know how your life offends the God who created the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in it, If you don't know and you keep doing it, you are living in death. You are giving your life up over to death. And the second you place yourself at the foot of... In fact, you don't even place yourself. He draws you closer to him. But you also have to remove the things that are keeping you from him drawing you. And when you get to the cross... And the King of Kings and Lord of Lords removes that yoke from your neck. Our yoke is so, our yoke is so heavy. Our burdens are heavy. We are carrying deep, deep, deep scars. But Jesus' burden is light. Take his burden while you still have time. Stop being a slave to these yokes of bondage. You have been released. You are released. Take up your bed and walk. Stop moping. Stop sitting and wallowing in depression. Take up your bed and walk. This is what my Lord and my Master said in his word. And his word is the living word. Take up your bed and walk. You are not in chains anymore. Stop being a slave to sin. Paul says, Now we who have been set free, why are we making us... We've been set free from the law. Why are we making ourselves slaves to it again? He set us free. And I know most of the time this is interpreted as like speaking towards being too legalistic in the law. But honestly, guys, God is there and he knows our hearts. John says when our hearts condemn us, God knows. Oh, I hope and I wish that our perspective on what the law is would change. Thinking that this is a series of do not do this, do not do this, do not do this. No, no, guys. The law is a promise. In the new heaven and in the new earth, we will love the Lord our God. With all our hearts. We will not bow down to any other gods or idols or deities. We will not take the Lord's name in vain. 
We will rest. We will break away. We will remember that our Lord and our Savior created the heavens and the earth. We will honor our parents. We will not kill. We will not steal. We will not um, commit adultery. We will not covet our neighbor's belongings. Because whatever God has given us is enough. These are promises. You're not oppressed because you're told not to steal. Is what God has given you not enough? Guys, this is a mirror. The Lord, God's character is a mirror. And I think this is difficult to understand because, you know, we think that we're good people. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking straight right now. We think we're good people. We look at ourselves and we think, oh my gosh, look at what this person did. Look at what Hitler did. Hitler killed 6 million Jews. He was such a disgusting, you know. We have all these um, hateful words to say about people who commit these grand, expressive, like fabulous sins, right? And yet, at the throne of grace and at the throne of God, God is not comparing you to the drug addict down the street. God is not comparing you to the prostitute down the road. God is not comparing you to any other person. God is comparing you to himself. And when you come up insufficient, when you come up short... When he looks at you and he does not see himself. We deserve death. We deserve death because we come up short every single day. But Jesus said, no, no, I'm, I can't leave them like this. I need, I need to give them a way of escape. This is the way of escape. Come out of Babylon. There is not much time anymore. Come out of Babylon. God really does love us unconditionally, but he does not love the condition that we are in. He wants us to repent. This is not to say people are not struggling with um, stealing, with prostitution, with, you know, all of these things. The list of sins is endless. But we are supposed to turn from it. We're supposed to repent of it. And people will say, yeah, but God loves the sinner. He just hates the sin. But then why doesn't God send the sin to hell? He sends the sinner just along with the sin. I need us to understand how serious this is. Give your lives up to the Son of God who left the throne of grace, who left heaven to come to a depraved people such as us to come and die for us. 
that we might have life and have it more abundantly. God's word is life. God's word is truth. If you are living outside of his word, there is only death. It says those who hate the psalmist, the, the, the wisest man who ever lived says those who hate God love death. Do we love death? Are we living in a life of death because we're not living in alignment with what God has said? And I'm saying this because God, the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same God who took the Israelites out of Egypt, the same God who proved himself time and time again, has now sent the final offering. He has sent his son. And in Hebrews chapter 1, it's been concluded that the God, God is only speaking through his son now. You better believe in him and him alone. You don't bow down and worship anything else but his son. And so with those words being said, I want to I want to commit this year ahead to God. I want to commit. I want to commit everything. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits? I can't give him anything that isn't already his. But I can acknowledge his authority over him. Over it. Over everything. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. And when God puts you in the place that he has promised you, when God finally gives you that thing that you have been praying for, remember him. Remember him. Do not forget. You know, that's one of the words that is repeated countless times in the Bible. Remember, remember, do not forget. Why does he keep saying this? Because he knows we are bound to forget. We have short-term memory loss. We have gadgets that think for us, but we still can't seem to remember God's faithfulness towards us. That was the one thing the children of Israel kept struggling with. They forgot. They forgot. And Jesus, the man who paved the way through this world of suffering, showed us that we should remember. There is life in remembering what God has done for you. There is life in remembering that he has created a river in the desert. Remember. Stop wanting more and wanting outside of God's will for you. God's will is enough. It's already sustaining us. Oh, Lord. I am dripping sweat only because I, I, it is imperative that people know this. 
And these are not my words. I know sometimes I speak on sin and people think that I'm coming for a certain person or, oh, she's talking about this or, oh, this applies to this person. No, these are not my words. I'm only speaking what God says in his word through the Bible. Guys, read your Bibles. If we ever needed the Lord, if we never needed the Lord, oh, sorry, that's the lyric. If we never needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. Stop wasting time. You literally don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. You could lose everything tomorrow. And then what? You could lose everyone tomorrow. And then what? We need to trust God. And I pray, my prayer for the listeners this year, in 2023, that we may commit our lives to him. I'm a very small girl. But I have a very, very, very big God. There is a God. For those of us searching meaning, searching for meaning, searching for purpose and longing. The creator of heaven and earth has already given it to you. It is in his word. Read his word. If you want to hear from God, read your Bibles. And if you want to hear from God audibly, then read your Bibles out loud. The Bible is the living word of God. It is the living word. It is God's power that we don't deserve. And people squander it. People despise it. They mock it. They laugh at it. They persecute it. And yet it is the very thing that gives them life. Because it is by God's mercies that we are not consumed. The very mercies that are found in the Bible, in God's word. You know, if we had time and I sat and told you every single thing that I've gone through in my whole life, you'd be wondering. I actually get that question a lot. How are you so... How are you coping? After all of this has happened, how, how, are you, how do you keep going? It doesn't make sense. And I want to say, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's God. It's God. Because when I am weak, when I don't have the energy to do what he says I must do, his spirit does it for me. I don't want, like our flesh, I think we need to understand that our flesh hates doing God's will. 
Our flesh literally is repulsed by God's will. But when you ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life, into your, to inhabit its temple, to inhabit God's temple, right? It gives you the energy and the, the might and the strength and the will to be able to do it. So indeed, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Go seek Christ. Seek him. Know him. Love him. Follow him. Serve him. Worship him. He is the only person who deserves our worship. It's not a myth. It's not a legend. It's not a hypothesis. It's not superstition. The creator of heaven and earth cannot come into the world with all his glory. When we see God with his glory, what did the children of Israel say? No, 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 no. Don't come to us. Don't come to us. No, Moses, you must go up in the mountains, talk to God and then tell us what he says. God's light is too blinding. He is indeed a consuming fire after all. But then when people, when Moses is telling you what God is saying, you're not obeying. Oh. Oh. Read your Bibles. Read your Bibles. This is the living word of God. God came, that consuming fire became flesh. John says the word became flesh and made its dwelling among us. You know, there isn't a single person here on this planet who can endure the amount of suffering that Jesus Christ endured on that cross. And yet somehow we think all our problems and our this and our that are more important. Oh, you lost this? I mean, I know you're in pain. But you know Jesus died for you, right? He suffered even more. And I know a lot of people can flip that concept and make it seem like, um, oh, he didn't have to anyways. That's the point. He loved you so much. He loved me so much that he was willing to endure that suffering so that you could have life. And have it more abundantly. I am a little girl. My voice is very, very small amongst thousands of people. And, you know, not that I'm after thousands of people. I'm just after that one person that God has sent for me to share this word to. There is a God in Zion. 
there is a God in Zion. And you can find out all about him in his word. Nothing is more important than reading your Bibles. Read the word of the Lord, know the word of the Lord, and do it. That's what sets us apart, is that we actually do it. We don't just read, we don't just quote, but we actually do it. Moses famously presented the Israelites with two choices. Same choices that Adam and Eve had. Blessing and curses. Life or death. And he says, therefore, choose life. That you and your descendants may live. What are you choosing? Is something else more important than God's word? Choose life.